0: Hello and welcome to the pilot episode of the Button Press Podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Michael. So we're both gamers and tech enthusiasts, and this podcast will mostly be us sharing our thoughts and opinions on current gaming news and tech trends, and occasionally the business side of the industry. Today we'll be talking about Nintendo as
1: they've been all over the news due to the success of their new mobile game, Pokemon Go, which they own surprisingly little of, but we'll also be talking about their overall strategy.
0: So speaking of Pokemon Go, we both play the game, right? Of course. what do we, so first of all, let's just—I think we should start with what we personally think of the game. So, how, what do you think about the game, just in an overalls kind of sense? Well, I think that it's a good—it was a good idea from the start. Like, I knew it was going
1: to be popular from the beginning when they first announced it. That being said, I mean, there's definitely—I don't think they expected it to be nearly as popular as it were. Server issues were a big problem when it launched. Um, I know that, like, when I started playing the game, there was like. The first, like, week that I had it, it, the systems went down pretty much every single day. Now that's fixed a bit, so it's not too bad. Um, but as far as, like, the fundamental idea, considering that there you can't do anything yet, like battling or trading Pokemon or anything, and it's a bit different from what Pokemon usually is, I think overall it's pretty cool because, you know, it's getting people to go places, and, I mean, everybody's seen the success where it's like you're fucking walking around and people are doing everything, right? So, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they did say they would, They announced trading at a Comic Con. That's the one thing they're they're gonna add trading. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily know how good trading be, Just considering there's not that many Pokemon, and most people have like the really common ones. Like if you have a Dragonite, what do you want to trade it for? Like unless you got, I guess you have like unless you have multiple. You're one of those people that has multiple Dragonites, right? But then how many people have multiple Dragonite? That's that a is crazy amount. That
1: is true, but I don't think it's like very like it's not. I mean, I know they're uncommon. You know, Pokemon. But I don't think it's, like, absurdly uncommon. Like, I I went and played for one day at, like, a park, public park with, like, a lot of Pokestops and such, and I caught two Snorlaxes. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, I think they're common enough that maybe I was just lucky, but I think it's, like, common enough that it's, like, I mean, we went out one day and played, and it was, like, we got, like, a decent Mm -hmm. Slowbro, some Starmies, you know, there was a Dragonair that we didn't catch. So it's, like, pretty much, if you, if you go out for, like, just one battery of your life cycle of your phone, like, you know, an hour or two hours, then it's, like, you're pretty much guaranteed to catch at least one pretty decent Pokemon. So that's not too mm-hmm. bad. So, I, you know, I think people would still be willing to trade that for other things.
0: Mm-hmm. Another thing, I, I don't know if they confirmed that they are going to add it, but well, another thing I know people really want is battling. So, you know, if there's, you can battle people around you, rather mm-hmm. than just having to do the gyms, And the argument that I've heard for not doing this is sort of the servers would basically explode if they had to display everyone around you. Oh, yeah. I guess that would be true. That would be a problem. But I mean, you could just have an option where you have the main screen and have like a little option on the side called like Battle Arena or something like that. And then you click on it and then it'll show, it doesn't have, it'll show like the name of like people around you in like a proximity. Mm -hmm. And then you can choose whether or not you want to be displayed on this list like, allow, you can have, like, a toggle on the settings, like, allow other trainers to, like, challenge you, like, you can toggle that on and off if you don't want to be challenged. Yeah. And if they do that, I think something that's really important is they have to be able to see, uh, your opponent's Pokemon before you battle them. Because if you're just starting out and you're at, like, 200 CP, you're and you get dead. challenged by some guy who's level 30 with, like, 1500 CP Dragonites and Gyaradoses you're and like you're gonna get Strong. destroyed. Yeah. And so... They have to have a way to let you know about that before you battle. Otherwise, like, that's not going to be fun.
1: Well, they could do trainer level, right? Because, it, you know, a level 20 mm-hmm. person shouldn't be fighting a level 2. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they could just show your trainer level. Because more or less, you start getting around the same general area once then. I mean, even CP levels, like, it doesn't really matter too much. Like, you can beat a gym that has a CP... A Pokemon that's, like, 100 CP higher than yours. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, too out like out there completely. Because, oh, like, oh, they're 5 CP higher than me. I'm going to get, like... Curbslam. It's not. It's not that
0: bad. Fair enough. So, so obviously, uh, this game is really successful right now. But do we think it's just? Do you think it's just going to be a fad? It's going to wear out, or? Well,
1: they're already saying it is because I've I've heard that uh, it's already peaked. Supposedly, like mm-hmm. the number of users is declining. Mm-hmm. Um, like daily users, for example. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of it was just due to server issues, and I think a lot of the people who got on board with the game at first. It was I don't want to, you know, diss them or anything, but it was kind of like a bandwagon syndrome, you know? There were tons of people who I know that, like, got it, and I was like, oh, cool, like, what level are you? And they're like, oh, I'm, like, level three, you know? And they've had it for, like, a week, and I'm not saying, like, oh, you have to go hardcore or anything. But it's, like, people like that, they're just going to play it for a bit. You know, they might play it while they're walking somewhere or something. They're not, like, the people who are, like, everyone's going to one location, hunting for some legendary Pokemon that might show up. So I think... It's definitely going to be a bit of a fad for the average person, the average consumer. But that being said, like pretty much everyone who plays games has played a Pokemon game at some point or another. Whether that was they grew up with it on the Game Boys, or you know they uh, just played an emulator at some point or another. Basically, I think that those people would, will keep playing it because I know hardcore people like they're like racing con- constantly, comparing each other. So I definitely see them playing it for a while. Um, but that being said, I mean, like, how long does anybody play any Pokemon game for? You know, people play it f- until they, like, beat the, the Elite Four, you know, they battle for a little while after, and then they keep kind of going on and off with it. So, like, this kind of game, there's no real, like, set deadline for it to happen. So, it's like, once you kind of get all the Pokemon, like, I don't see much more point in playing. But getting all the Pokemon would take a long time, especially since some of them are, you know, region locked, so you would have to trade it or something mm-hmm. like that. or take a flight to Japan, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you that the current level of success is not sustainable, and it's, a lot of people are just sort of trying it out, seeing what the hype is all about. Mm-hmm. And once those people quit, you'll be left with a uh, sort of like this group of core people who like the game and play the game a lot. But then it's, it is targeted towards people like us who sort of grew up playing Pokemon games. I don't think, like, if people weren't fans of Pokemon before this. Sure, they might play, you know, see what's up, and then maybe get to like level 15, 20, and then just stop playing after a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I think also even, I think Nintendo has a really bad track record of having a game plan about what they want to do with their games. Mm-hmm. Because whether or not the core people keep playing this, it depends on sort of the functionality that they add later on. Like, when are they going to add the other generations of Pokemon, right? Because the 100, 151, if you keep playing eventually, unless you go out of your way to find the last maybe like 10, 15 Pokemon, it's most people even like i mean even by our standards i know you sort of are more play have played the game more than i have but i don't think i would go if i'm at that point i don't think i would go too much out of my way to look for those last 10 or 15 pokemon
1: yeah i i mean it, right now i'm sitting at like what like 60 in my pokedex or something mm-hmm. but it's kind of like you know i i wouldn't i i definitely see what you mean like i'm already kind of looking at my pokedex going like okay i have this one and this one and this one and these ones i have no idea where to get them mm-hmm. and it's like how far out of my way am I going to go for that? Am I going to start, like, looking online? Like, where have people caught in this Pokemon, you know? Or where have, uh, where is it located right now? Am I going to go drive, like, four hours out of my way to get it? Like, probably not. Unless I have some other reason for going there. If, like, I'm going with friends or something, or we're going, we'll go there just for the sake of going there and then also do something else. You know, if I'm going to go up to a different city or something, you know, like, I'm going to turn around and be like, well, let's hang out in the city for a night or something not just go there just for the pokemon and then leave. Yeah. So I think it can be advantageous um to people who want to go places because it's kind of but I I wouldn't I wouldn't go somewhere just for pokemon per se, you know? Like I mean I do I do that now right now because it's kind of new, everybody's there, it's and just going there is kind of like an experience in and of itself. But like and it's also not too far. It's like 20 minutes to like the biggest place near us. So it's like I don't want to uh where I don't have to go that far out of my way to go there, it's just kind of like we just chill, you know, go get something to eat or something. Whereas like you know, going to a whole different city would be a different uh, a different story for that. You mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't if Pokemon Go to me is something you kind of want to do like while you're going somewhere. The same kind of thing like with the DS, you know, with like the street passing and everything. It's like you street pass while you go somewhere else. You know, you don't go somewhere else just to street pass. Like I don't just go and walk around the mall. That wouldn't be very fun in my idea, but I mean, teach their own, you know, but that's what I think. Um, I think what we have to worry about, though, is once, because I don't think they've announced anything about it or said anything, if there's going to be, like, level caps or how much it's going to start becoming crucial
0: I think the level cap currency. is 40. That's what I've heard.
1: I haven't heard anything yet. I mean, I've seen people have hit 30. Some, somebody told me it was level 30, but I'm like, that's not possible because somebody's already passed that. I think it's 40. So then, like, what happens when you level up, then, all the way? It's like, you're never going to get... Better Pokemon? Another Lure module. Well, you'll get higher level Pokemon, yeah. but you're not going to yeah. get, like, another Lure module. Um, you're never going to get, like, more, uh, think, like, lucky eggs or anything, unless you buy them. Like, those mm-hmm. things don't come from Pokestops. Yeah. You know, you'll reach the point where all you're going to do is, like, you're looking for Pokestops, and all you're going to get is, like, Pokeballs, and some Raspberries, which, and some Potions and stuff, which I guess is all you need. You got revived still. You could still challenge gyms and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like once you reach the max level, it's like you can, you kind of start to cap out. You know, it's like any MMO. You know, once once you play played it and reached the max level, it's like that's the whole point of the game. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just bum around after max level like some people do. But it's like you start to kind of run out of things to do. You just like you're not improving anymore. And to me, so much of what a video game is is you want to improve.
0: Mm-hmm. But the thing about even with MMOs, right? At least there's like a variety. There's way more interaction. Because you can interact with, play with other players, you can play with your friends in sort of like a different kind of way, mm-hmm. whereas with Pokemon, yeah, you're with your friends when you're playing, but you're not necessarily playing with your friends, unless, you know, you guys are competing for gyms and stuff. Yeah. And even then, like, that's not... Like, you don't pack Pokemon each other, right? You, like, your friend just leaves Pokemon there, and then you mm-hmm. kill it, and then process repeats. So even that, I would say that's even it, would even... it even suffers more than the MMO, because the MMO, at least, when you cap out, there's more options and more things for you to do, whereas Pokemon, once you it, that's really it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like, in MMOs, you can start helping your friends to level up or something as well mm-hmm. by, like, battling with them, whereas, like, right now, at least, in Pokemon Go, and I don't see them adding this anytime soon, because I don't think that's what the focus of the game is. It's like, there's no way to really assist your friend, per se, you know? It's like, sure, you can just be both be walking around, both see a Pokemon, but that's not really assisting. That's just two independent events happening at the same time. They're not, like, dependent on each other. It's not like your presence being there made your friend catch that Dragonair or something, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't really see any way that it's set up to really be a party sort of situation at any point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know there's talks about battles and trades, so it's like, I guess you could trade your friend a bunch of awesome Pokemon. But, like, that doesn't really necessarily do it, you know? Just giving somebody an overpowered weapon does not necessarily make them good at the game. It'll help them, sure, but it it also doesn't help them improve that much either. They still have to spend the same amount of time doing everything. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think a lot of something that people haven't mentioned is because they released the game in summer, like, it's all well and good, right? Everyone's outside, enjoying Mm -hmm. the weather. It's all nice walking around. But then once it hits... Because we live in Canada, right? So (laughs) winters here can get pretty harsh. And I don't see... Our our winter
1: was like 10 months this year. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't
0: see anyone walking around nearly as much in the winter months. Like, when it's icy outside, when it's negative 40 degrees Celsius outside... And even, I mean, winter is the extreme example. But even spring, I mean, it tends to rain a lot more in spring, right? I don't... And you, especially with your phone, you're not going to walk around when yeah. there's, like, a huge rainstorm, thunderstorm, that well, kind of thing.
1: I know even with right now, like, some of, uh, some, some friends that I know have been, like, they don't want to go out at all. Just, like, not even for Pokemon or biking or whatever. It's just, like, oh, it's too hot. Yeah. So it's, like, if people are already not wanting to do it when it's too hot, like, when it's too cold, I don't see anybody doing either... Unless it's, like, they do some kind of, like, thing that's tied to the climate where it's, like, you can catch ice Pokemon better or something in the snow. So it's, like, and even then, that's only going to be the hardcore people. That's Mm -hmm. not going to be your average person Mm
0: -hmm. just going out there.
1: That would be, like, people who are, like, oh, I really, really, really want to catch this, like, Articuno, but he's only going to show up when it's, like, snowing outside. (laughs) Then (laughs) they'll go for it. But, you know, like, nobody else is really going to just be doing that. Mm-hmm. People will be too worried about freezing their butts off.
0: But that had a point, also, it's sort of... One of the... Why people want these really intense Pokemon is because since it's popular right now, it's sort of like, you can sort of brag about it, put it in a gym kind of thing, if you have, like, really good Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like once all your friends stop playing, then sort of, it sort of becomes less of a point to play. Because you're sure you have all these great Pokemon, but then, like, no one's there to appreciate it except you. So I feel like it's more this kind of game, like you know with those original Pokemon games, it's like you don't you didn't really need like anyone to like play with. It was more like a single player experience. Yeah. But for this, it's like a lot of the allure sort of having of having those good Pokemon is so you can show off essentially. And then so if you're a well, lot I feel like for a lot of people, if a lot of their friends stop playing, there's less of a point for them to keep playing, which is a big inherent problem with this game as well. I mean I think you could say that about a lot of games, but I, I definitely agree with what you're saying.
1: I mean The thing that's different between this and, like, an MMO, for example, is, like, an MMO, you can brag to random people. And still, and it's still, like, people care, you know? You make Mm -hmm. friends with random people on those lines. Whereas this game's not really... You don't become friends with random people. Hell, you don't even, like, see random people unless they own a gym near you or they're Mm -hmm. part of your gym. And it's, like, even if you have, like, the most badass Pokemon up there as the leader of the gym, like, no one's gonna message you and be like, yo, their Pokemon's awesome. And you're gonna be like, thanks, bro, like, this is not gonna happen. Cause Mm -hmm. number one, they don't even have a messaging system, but like the way it's set up, like it, you take over a gym for such a short period of time. It's like, people don't really, aren't that invested in it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like a, it's not as based around the communities as much. Mm -hmm. And unless you're like, I guess if you're meeting a whole bunch of people in public, which I, I know is happening to some people, but then like, you know, that's a lot bigger of a step than sending somebody a friend request on you like know, play with some, them on a regular basis yeah, versus you know like okay oh add me on facebook or something and you're you never cool talking to like, talk ever again that's not going to happen really you yeah. know it's a personal connection right. rather than just like superficial online mm-hmm.
0: so we've sort of talked about a lot about why this is going to more going to be more of a fad it's going to simmer down a lot and even we're very i think neither of us are convinced that even a lot of the hard like the nostalgic people that it's aimed towards will keep playing past a certain point and there's only going to be A small group of like core people playing so that's sort of what we've talked about so far so what do you think they can do to keep the steam going Mm -hmm. to keep momentum going for this game because obviously having this so much publicity i mean you know pokemon go is on everyone's news feed social media feeds so there is something there. People are getting hit by cars. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they you know, all the good stuff. Well, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't think anyone's ever saying, "Oh, it's Pokémon's fault." It's, oh, like it's their just, fault. It's
1: just dumbasses' fault, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there
0: is something there, but what can they do to sort of capitalize on this sort of publicity and not let it fade away into obscurity? And I think that's something that Nintendo really struggles with. Oh, sort we, of keeping have- this mo- this steam going. You have to keep making it new, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what they
1: have to do. Even, I know you said it earlier, they're like, what are they going to do with, like, introducing the new Pokemon? Because there's only 151 right now. So they only have, like, a couple options. They can either update the game and, like, bump in another, like, 100-something Pokemon or whatever the next game, the next region would have. Or they would make a new game, which I think is what's more likely. You'll probably just see, like, a new app will come out in, like, a year or two that's going to be, like, Pokemon Go 2. You know, and that's going to have all the new region of Pokemon versus up creating some huge update to the game. Mm-hmm. And that creates issues then because people are like, oh, well, did I lose all my data or whatever from mm-hmm. the last game? You know, are there are the old Pokemon going to be in the new one? Because, like, you start running into, like, issues with, like, how many Pokemon can you fit on the game? And it's not like I think Pokemon take up a lot of data or room or whatever. But, you know, it's kind of like if you played any of the old game, like, you played Emerald, like... Pikachu and, you know, Squirtle and Charmander and all of them were in that game, but it's like, when would you ever run into one? You couldn't catch them th- uh, just in the wild or anything, so you start running into issues like how much are, are they going to still let you catch a Squirtle even though you're on to like two regions later, you know, or is mm-hmm. it going to be like you're only going to get those Pokemon through trading and such?
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I found, I found it interesting you brought up in a new app, because my concern with... Bring in the second generation of Pokemon because you know right now we walk around. There's gonna be like Drowsies and Pidgeys and Raditas. And- yeah. <laughs> so, but are they just gonna replace them with you know like different Pokemon? Are we? Am I never ever gonna find a Pidgey ever? Now you're again? gonna
1: now you're gonna get a bunch of uh what's it called that. Never mind, I can't
0: remember the date. I know third gen. <laughs> I I can't. I'm. You ever the second ra- gen? Zigzagoon or whatever. Yeah, Zigzagoon, that's the third generation. That's yeah. like um, Hoenn region. You'll right? get a bunch I of Zigzagoon. I don't zigzag- remember what the zigzag- Joe and Joe Tog- I think Joe Together had like, the same bird poem. But, like, am I going to run into like Talos now instead of like Pidgeys? Yeah. Substitute exactly. Talos it's for just Pidgeys? It's the other one. Right? So then I don't know how. And then once you start introducing more generations of Pokemon, it's, it's going to be so crowded, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is are Pidgeys going to become like sort of like a r- like a rarity now? Because. It's going to be all third-gen Pokemon popping up. Yeah, like, right now to. everyone's just
1: using Pidgeys to, like, power level. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, after that, they're going to, like... That's what I'm saying, you know? It's, like, how I don't think they could fit all of them at the same time. Like, the spawn rates would get ridiculously low for everything. Or they have to
0: bump up the spawn rates for everywhere and you take, like, yeah, two that's...
1: steps and there's four Pokemon every mm-hmm. time. You know? And, uh,
0: and I think from our conversation, what we've established that they need to do to sort of keep it going is to implement more of a social aspect. Mm-hmm. Because right now, it's sort of... Once you get to... we've Once you've capped it, like you said, like there's really no point. Because once... Because, like you said, a lot of the Pokemon... Because I guess technically the point of the game is to complete your Pokedex, right? The the first 151 Pokemon. But then like, there's some region-locked Pokemon. So once you get to, like, maybe close, like 130, you start to not... You know what I mean? There's no more... It becomes alert. a lot more
1: strenuous to get one Pokemon. Exactly. Like it's like, oh, I guess I better hatch some eggs. Like, that's all you can really do. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I love hatching eggs as much as the next guy, but it's like, I don't know if that's like all I, if I would play the game that much, if that's all that happened, especially since the pedometer, in my opinion, does not work very well. Well, mm-hmm. Like I keep, I, I swear I've had like a 5k egg that's been at 4.9 for like a day and I've walked around all over the place. So it's like, I've walked more than a hundred meters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. But I mean, I, what it is good about it is because this has at least brought some attention to Nintendo for their mobile market, because they announced it, like, what, like, a year ago, at least? Yeah. Maybe even almost two, that they were going to start doing mobile games, and first they came up with, like, Tomo, which was, like, people played it at first, but it was basically just, like, it was, like, some kind of weird social network game, where it's, like, everybody on your contacts had a little me, and you could dress them up, but, like, that was, you couldn't do much else. Yeah. You know? So it was almost kind of like a life sim or something, but it didn't really catch on that much. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't like not nearly the level of Pokemon Go, Mm -hmm. but it's like now where do they go from here? Like they're, they're going on to like people have already, there's rumors of them Nintendo patenting like a Nintendo phone, Mm -hmm. which I said for a while that they were going to do eventually. Like as soon as they announced mobile games, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to like create some kind of fusion hybrid of like the DS and a phone. Because, like, the one of the things that is contributes so much to the success of Pokemon Go is just that everybody has a phone. Like, yeah. pretty much everyone has a cell phone. Even, like, eight-year-olds and, like, five-year-olds have cell phones almost. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, everybody can... This game is accessible to everybody. Anybody can play it, and it's free to start. So it's, like, people just go, like... So much of, like, why Nintendo's not succeeding now... And and things like it's like nobody bought like the Wii U, you know. Yeah. It's like so it's like if you wanted to play the new Zelda game or the new Star Fox game, it's like you'd have to buy that system. That's like you're spending like two hundred, three hundred dollars just to get into one game, you know. Versus now it's like because everybody has a phone, it's accessible. So if Nintendo was actually to make like a decent phone that's like not a piece of garbage, you know, I mean, but that's really hard to do considering they'd be fighting against. Samsung and iPhone and Apple and, you know, uh, LG and whoever else under the sign, Who where, like, the phone market is very established right now. Yeah. It's been the same companies running it for a long time, and it's a fierce and competitive market to try to break into. So I don't know how much they're actually going to be able to do that. Um, you know, people, the DS still sells really well, but I don't know if it, people would want to buy a DS if it's going to try to replace their phone. Because there's already phones out there, you know? That being mm-hmm. said, if it was good, then it would be brilliant. Then you can do all the things, and I bet you would they would see huge success with it. But they'd have to make a really good product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tying it back to the Wii U, it's like they, they, they always try to experiment with new things. The Wii was a huge success, sort of. It started as a success, and then it was like a failure by the end of it. But, like, everything's got, like, a new gimmick, more or less, you know? The Wii U is like two screens. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the two screens is cool... But, you know, like, it's not practical for the average person, you know, the average gamer just wants a controller that's normal, is what has been shown, you know, and it's like, so you're going to like, if they do get a Nintendo phone, you know, how much, how are they going to put everything else on there? Is that going to work with all the other games that
0: they would release as well that they haven't been releasing on Wii U or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think if they release a phone, they have to have a very specific target in mind. Because a Nintendo phone will not be something that everyone will want. And to your point about the smartphone industry being very established, I agree there's a lot of established players, but I think that the smartphone industry is in a very interesting place right now just because I think in the past couple of, like, I'd say six, seven years, smartphones have sort of gone through a huge um, innovation phase where, I mean, if you look at the originals, like, Apple iPhone to the phones today, that's a huge change. I mean, they've added so many features, like NFC and that kind of stuff, fast charging. But I think nowadays, and I think in the past two, maybe even three years, I think smartphone innovation has slowed down a bit. Because if you look at the flagship smartphones from, let's say, two years ago to the flagship smartphones of today, other than being faster with, you know, um, higher pixel density screens and faster processors, more RAM, there isn't that much difference. Like, you could buy a Galaxy S5 and not really be all that, bothered by comparing it to samsung to s7 like if you're not one of those people who cares all about you know having the greatest specs the fastest processors it's smartphones have not improved all that much i know it's it's not like some great huge change it's i mean you
1: could say that's the same thing that's happened with like controllers Uh right even even mm -hmm. like the xbox and playstation it's like how much has like the ps4 been different from like the PS2 or the well, or I mean, even the if you look I mean, at the
0: PlayStation controller, they have the same controller for like oh exactly the you know
1: or Xbox has been like the exact same. Uh-huh. There's like a little tweak at every one. It's yeah. like oh okay we made them a little closer. But player. I think people a lot of people you know, are okay like, with that though because they don't
0: they they want to play with what they're used to, right? Because yeah. I know I've I've heard a lot of people say oh you know they can't play with an Xbox controller because they've been playing PlayStation their whole life. Yeah, like, I and mean, they I'm, can't get used to the Xbox controller and they don't want to get used to it because like it's what they're used to.
1: I'm not saying it like it's a bad thing, like you know the The reason why like Nintendo came out with like a different controller every system, so much of it was like they just couldn't find like a good controller. You know, when the industry was like just starting out, it was like let's try this, let's try this, and there was like little tw- like they try a big difference every time to see if they could find like the perfect controller. You know, like you go from like the NES controller, which is like what two buttons or like four buttons, <laughs> you know, and then you go to like you know that is yeah, and it's then so, which is pretty similar, to which the, is like the yeah, same yeah. thing. N sixty four
0: control is pretty awkward. Yeah, it's
1: it is. It is like definitely. there's like three, they had like three prongs for some reason. <laughs> you know, it was like, I mean, you end up. I ended up sitting there using it. and It's like I never had to yeah. use the third prong on the left for uh. the control for the D pad unless I was playing like Doctor Mario, and that's because it didn't work with the control stick. Yeah, you know? I think game
0: the GameCube controller wasn't bad. The GameCube it was, controller it was, was decent, but it wasn't like it didn't blow my mind. You know what I mean? Especially, and then like compared to the PS2 controller, I mean, it was okay. The GameCube controller, I got used to it. Yeah, like it wasn't. I think honestly, the GameCube controller was probably like. In terms of controller by the classic definition, the GameCube one was probably the best one. It's
1: still considered the best one. I mean, even if you look at, like, the Wii U Pro controller, it's basically a GameCube controller. Mm -hmm. You know, people were playing on the Wii with their GameCube controller, you know? All the pro hardcore Smash players are all using, like, basically GameCube controllers, you know? So it's like, I think people have always been trying to pick back. If you go to, like, the Wii controller, Wii controller is weird as hell. Like, it's not a bad controller, because it's so versatile, you know? It's a pointer, it has uh, a a gyro sensor in there, so, you know, you can turn it and stuff, you can use it sideways, you can use it just holding it, you can attach a nunchuck, and you have freedom of mobility, because you can move around. But that being said, it's just, it's so unconventional, Mm -hmm. that I don't think anybody was ever, like, really comfortable Mm -hmm. with it, you know? And even, like, the Wii U controller, like, that's... Basically, just a controller, but it's it's really wide. It's not yeah. awkward to hold. It's comfortable and everything. Yeah. But it's it's still just so weird that I don't think people can get used to it. If you look at what all the other gaming companies are doing, like I they're they're starting to get closer and closer to, to similarities. You know, yeah. the X, the number of differences between the Xbox and PlayStation is not that much, especially when you compare it to like the Nintendo systems. Yeah. Nintendo's like all the way out there on its own thing, mm-hmm. and then PlayStation and Xbox are like fairly close, just battling it out, you know, and I think that's kind of what Nintendo was trying to go for, but I don't know how successful that is, because it's kind of like, if you look at what, like, what Apple does, Apple made all their stuff custom to just Apple, you know, if you buy Apple, you have to use pretty much all Apple products. I mean, they've started loosening that a bit, but like, when they first came out, they were like, we're just going to be... Our own thing and make everybody they're gonna have like their own monopoly mm-hmm. sort of but know? i think apple is an exception you can't but that's not the, oh, every I'm, company can be apple oh that's what but that's what i'm saying like apple succeeded at that yeah because they made a good enough product and they marketed it well enough mm-hmm. that everybody caught on to it and went oh i like apple and yeah. then because they liked apple they went i can't do anything but apple whereas nintendo is like it almost seems like they're trying to do that but nobody's latching on to it enough, so it kind of just looks like they're doing a really yeah. poor job of keeping up with the other ones. Versus Apple, it looks like they're tr- like leaping ahead of everybody with their own
0: unique style. Mm-hmm. Well, to your point about the Wii, the Wii controller being kind of weird, I think the reason why the Wii was so successful is because they sold us on the Wii control scheme with Wii Sports. I think for anyone who played Wii Sports people, a lot of, I think most people, I would say, okay, maybe everyone is a bit of an exaggeration, but I think a lot of people who played Wii Sports got sold on the Wii controls. Because you look at it and you're like, your initial impression is like, how am I supposed to play games with this? Mm -hmm. But then you played Wii Sports and then you kind of got the essence of what Nintendo was going for. Which is, I think, one of the huge components that was missing from the Wii U and why it hasn't been nearly as successful as the Wii is because even to this day, I don't think that Nintendo has sold people on the Wii U control scheme. Like, people don't, Play one game on the Wii U and go like, okay, I get what they're going for, and I see how games can sort of take control of this control scheme and make it work. And I mean, even beyond Wii Sports, I mean, like, I think for me personally, one of the games that sold me the most was Metro Prime Three. Mm-hmm. Metro Prime Three, they had motion controls, and some of it was kind of like you know gimmicky. Like, I it could have done with those. Some of it, like you know, opening the door, turn throw, a, throw turn the, the on, grappling hook, turn the <laughs> le- like opening every single door was like. Push it in, turn it left, pull it out, kind of thing. Like push that was that mean. was kind of like whatever. But I think the aiming and all that stuff was great, well, and I could sort of see how first-person shooters could work on the Wii. And I got sold on the controls. But I don't think since the Wii, the Wii, you know, game has been like okay, like so. This is what the second screen is for. This is what they were thinking about when they were designing it. You know right.
1: I mean? like with the with the Wii U, I mean, like, what, what you're talking about there with the Wii, it's like, the shooters were awesome, you know? GoldenEye was a huge hit, the remake on the Wii. Mm-hmm. was amazing. I played that. I didn't play the original. I never played the original one. My well, like, emulator, I did it. Yeah. It was pretty good. The remake, The remake I thought, was really good, because the controls were responsive enough. It made it nice to aim, you know? It's the same kind of thing you're arguing between about, like, mouse and keyboard versus a controller on a PC, mm-hmm. you know? The reason that they have so much issues with, like, cross-platform cross, control, cross uh, platform games is because usually the PC gamers, like, shit all over the platform, uh, the regular plat- consoles, people. Because, like, the controller, it li- while it is very common and used all the time, it kind of limits you, you know? You can only move the control stick so fast, you know, even with your sensitivity. It doesn't react the same way. You're moving two things at the same time. Versus with a mouse or with, like, the Wii Pointer... You're just like, you just aim, and it's instant, you know? It's like tied exactly to your hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are people who will like die over, you know, die for their controllers that will use, always use a controller on PC, and it's not like it's the end of the world, you know, which one you choose, it doesn't really matter, Mm -hmm. but a lot of uh, people will choose the mouse over the controller because it just gives you so much more freedom of motion, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we could have capitalized on, but...
0: They didn't have any third-party
1: support. There was, like, yeah. one Call of Duty game, you know. weren't I
0: know they remade the original COD 4 on the Wii. They had, had, Black, o- they had Black Ops on the Wii, which I actually played. Oh. And they had World of War 2, World of War, Black Ops. Black Ops 2, I think, was, they didn't release on the Wii. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think, honestly, it was a combination of two things. It was sort of the lack of um, hardware... Because it obviously was a tier below... It wasn't up to par with everything else. And also, the kid-friendliness of it. Because I think at the beginning, the kid-friendly, like, the family-oriented um, image of the Wii was really good for it. Because it differentiated it from the PS3 and Xbox. Because at, at the time that the Wii came out, the Xbox was winning. And the PS3 was dead last. Because it was, what, like, I think $600 US when it came out. And no one was willing to drop 600 US on the PS3 at that time. So, it was basically Nintendo dominating... The kid-friendly market, and then Xbox had the core gamers. But I think as the console race went on, the PS3 became more affordable, and the PS3's um, game library grew. Third parties began to... They didn't want to support Nintendo anymore, because A, they would have to... It's sort of like, from a business standpoint, if you think about it from the third party, it didn't make sense for them to develop for Nintendo, because A, they would have to spend extra money to develop for Nintendo, right? Their own port. Yeah, exactly. They would have to port it. And then they were like, okay, I'm going to spend X amount of money to port the game. How many copies can I sell? And then you look at Nintendo's kid friendly image and the answer is not many. So it became not worth it for the third parties to support to port their games to Nintendo consoles, which meant that eventually that they just lost the third party support. And I think that's continued on to the Wii U. Because now it's just the gap has sort of it hasn't widened but it's just stepped up. Like the the Wii U is now about as powerful as I'd say like a PS3. Yeah. yeah, I like give or take, I'm not sure on the benchmarks or whatever. But now you know you have the PS4 and then it's the same dilemma all over again. Mm-hmm. Especially now, I mean, and that was with the Wii have selling so many copies. Like yeah. some 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 so many units, I mean. So now the Wii U's struggling. Now there's even less of an incentive for them to develop for Nintendo because they're like, wow, we're literally not gonna sell any copies of our game, so
1: Well you saw like what Nintendo did with launch is like they tried to get support from like Ubisoft. Yeah. What was it like, like Zombie it, U or something? Zombie U, yeah. And like the the, the next uh Assassin's Creed game came out, Black uh-huh. Flag. Like that all came out on the Wii U, but it was kinda like uh-huh. nobody played it, you know? They weren't, like, super bad games or anything. It was just, like, everybody was, like, so skeptical after the the Wii U because it was at such a low point mm-hmm. afterwards. You know, so, it, I mean, it's not impossible to survive without third-party support. I mean, it makes a huge difference because, you know, it, it's debatable whether Nintendo has the best first-party games, but a lot of people would consider them as, like, easily the best first-party developer for their systems. Because, you know, they got all the Mario games, all the Metroid games, you know, and, and like, all, Pokemon, all those mm-hmm. things, Every, as Zelda, of course, Star Fox, you know, like, the list goes on and on for what's a big, big games that Nintendo has. And that's what you see, like, they're starting to do is it's, like, they're licensing that out, you know, that, that's what they did with Pokemon Go, Nintendo's not making much money on Pokemon Go. All yeah, they did was license out the characters, yeah. you know? Because and, and, they, they have huge attachments to the characters. In Japan, they advertise with Mario. Mario goes and advertises like McDonald's and stuff, you know? Like, that's not something that we see here, you uh-huh. know? Master Chief is not advertising uh, stuff to us. Like, uh-huh. the characters don't have as much of a a uh, like a like nostalgia effect as much with the like Sony and PlayStation as they do with Nintendo. And a lot of that is because they're aimed at kids, right? Their whole kid-friendly image. So it's like, Everybody grows up playing Nintendo games because it's like your parents don't want you playing like Doom when you're like eight years old. Yeah. But I
0: say that's I don't I would say that switched over a lot because when we were kids everyone played Nintendo but I think nowadays I would say I don't necessarily know how much sway Nintendo has with the people who like when we were older. I mean obviously there is sort of a market and there are those parents who um, who Definitely go out of their way to make sure that their kids don't play those violent games. But I mean, if you play Call of Duty Online, you know, like, a lot of kids <laughs> they're like They're on 12 year, yeah, 12 year old. Yeah, every 12-year-old who's apparently banging my mom, right? So, like, yeah. there's a lot of kids who play, grow up playing those games now. And I think it is because Nintendo... Like, you mentioned their first parties. Like, where is the new Metroid Prime? <laughs> exactly. There's gonna... Like, the Wii U will go through its entire cycle without a Metroid Prime game. Well, there's
1: a new Wii, Metroid Prime game. It's not on the Federation Wii U. Federation Force and some, or whatever. it's some, like, garbage spinoff or
0: something. Yeah, Exactly. And I mean, Blast like... Ball, dude. Blast they took Ball. forever to come out with, like, a new Pikmin game.
1: Yeah. So, I they mean... They skipped
0: the whole Wii generation. Like, they have so many IPs that they don't develop for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... It's it's a waste. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, that's what you're gonna see is they're starting to, like... I feel like they're starting to kind of branch it out. Like, they know everybody wants a Metroid game. But I don't know if they're working on it, like, and they're just trying to make it really good. Or if it's just, like, Ah, screw what the fans think, you know? Like, I don't know what they're really thinking. I, I know, like... What I've actually heard is like if you look at like a game like Animal Crossing, which like is loved by casual fans, it's like the newest game on the Wii U was like horrible. It was just like a Mario Party ripoff, except there was no mini games. You just walk around the board and your your score goes up and down. That was like literally the whole game. I'm not even joking. And it's like so everybody like they had like the best one since like yet in the series on like the 3DS. And then they just kind of like blew it on the Wii U. So it's, it's, they're giving out this image that they don't care about the Wii U anymore. But what they've said is, uh, what's rumored and that I've heard is that, uh, then one of the next, uh, nin, like Nintendo install, Nintendo installments in quotes, because Nintendo's not really developing the games per se, on the mobile, uh, uh, market, like on cell phones, is supposed to be an Animal Crossing game. Oh, really? It is. I don't know much about it. I just know it's like, sources are saying that it's Mm -hmm. going to be the next game. I don't know how successful that's going to be. I mean, they've shown they can do it on the 3DS. And phones, I mean, they're not up to par with the 3DS, but they're really not that far off either in terms of hardware. Like, phones have a decent amount of hardware. You can run N64 games on your your phone. And 3DS games are, like, maybe where, like, the GameCube graphics and style were. You know, so it's not like they're that much farther ahead. Mm-hmm. So it's like you I I could see it pulling off, but then it's like and everybody would have it again and then that would access the casual market again, like Pokemon Go kinda did. But then you end run into the same issues of like if that's sustainable or not. But it's like you look at something like Metroid and it's like that's just something they could easily capitalize on. You know? They have so many of these things that are like huge successes where all they have to do is just make another one and bring it out again, like, F-Zero, when was the last time there was an F-Zero game, like, I don't even know, yeah, I swear there was, like, one on the GameCube, and then I never heard about another one, like, may- there probably was, mm-hmm. like, some kind of thing on, like, one of the Game Boys, maybe, or something, or some spinoff, but I actually never even heard of it, you yeah. know, and Nintendo right now is kind of just making all this money off reselling games that have already been made, you know, like, the NES Classic is launching soon, you know, mm-hmm. um... They're, they're, they still sell copies of Ocarina of Time. Like, I have three copies of that game. <laughs> you know? It's like, so that's where they're making most of their money off of is still their old stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you can do that. It just doesn't really seem fair to the consumers, though. You know? They, they should be offering something like a subscription service or just, like, updating their their online library of games. So it's like, if you bought one version of Ocarina of Time back on the Wii. Like, you should still be able to play that on all the new Nintendo systems. Yeah. You shouldn't have to rebuy it on every system. Mm-hmm. you know. And no, But none of the developers are doing that. PlayStation's not doing that. Xbox isn't doing that.
0: Well, I know PlayStation has um, this thing called, like, PlayStation Now. I don't know if that's exactly what it's called, but it's basically, uh, you pay, like, a monthly subscription service, and you can stream, like, old PlayStation games. The PS3 games on the PS4. Hmm. But I've heard, like, the performance isn't that great because you're streaming, right? Like, it's not... Oh, so, so you can only play it, I think, it's like, 720p so it's not really like the most optimal gaming experience but I mean even but if they do that with like Ocarina of Time I think that's easily doable yeah like if you're trying to stream like The Last of Us from like on your PS4 I mean there's like the remake edition but like you're trying to stream like the PS3 version then obviously that's like a huge game with like a lot of graphical requirements but Ocarina of Time it's
1: doable yeah people are still playing Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask Super Mario 64 you know people are playing Melee like crazy still Mm -hmm. Super Smash Bros. Melee because everybody thinks that's the greatest version yeah you know, so it's like there's definitely so many things they could be getting from that, you know, and I don't know why they're not capitalizing on that, except they're like it's it's the same thing to me as like buying songs over and over again. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you know, first I bought this album on vinyl back in like 1970 and then CDs came out. I don't know that first then then uh, uh, tapes came out. So I bought it on tape and then CDs came out. So I bought it on CDs. And now we're going back to vinyl again, so it's like, I get to use my vinyl again. Oh, no, I lost it, so I gotta buy that again. You've bought, like, the same album, like, four times. That's why you run into people just start pirating it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, people, I mean, something like iTunes, what they do is, like, you buy it once on iTunes, you can always re-download it later. Yeah. You know? That's not an issue, as long as it's still on the iTunes store, which, why would there be any reason why
0: someone mm-hmm. would get it? Out? Especially, like, it doesn't make sense for Nintendo to make people do that, especially because it's so easy to emulate now. Yeah, I mean, you easily download to, like some N64 emulator and then go on like search up like a ROM website and download like the of Time ROM. Yeah, well, they, I think they, like, they try shutting some of those down. Yeah. They shut out, shut down uh, Cool Run Cool ROM. Yeah, Cool ROM. There's no there. Nintendo yeah.
1: Cool ROM games anymore. Yeah. But like, uh, like that Emu website or whatever still has them though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tried to shut people down. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just forcing people to go and keep buying it. But like, if you compare it to the music industry, like it's not going to work forever.
0: You well, know. Well, I mean, the music industry isn't isn't. In, would not be the best example because they've also been shown to not... I mean, I guess, like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but, like, like in a pre-Spotify era, like, they've tried to crack down on pirating, but, it but like, it didn't, it didn't work. work.
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, if Nintendo can try and shut down Cool ROM and Emu Base and whatever mm. as much as they want, but it's like, you know, they're gonna... It, people are always gonna find a way. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the bottom line. So it's like, you might as well just embrace it and try and make it accessible so people... Like, it's not like people want... To pirate it, you yeah. Know? Like I think if it's reasonable
0: a lot... price, like people will buy yeah. it. I think the, the two main things are price and ease of access. Because I think if people, like especially, I think like fans want to own a legit copy. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, it it's is... just a matter of how much does it co- will it cost me? Can I get it easily? And what can I play it on? Because if you can only play it on like the Wii, and then like when the Wii U comes out, like and that's also like a deterrent for buying the new console, right? Because you not only do you have to re buy all the Wii U games, but if you're, like, one of the, one of those people who had a Wii for a long time, maybe you had, like, a lot of, like, games on, like, the virtual console, like, then you have to buy oh, them all over again. I know. And it's... Why or, why? or
1: bust out your Wii, which is, like, a pain in the butt, because it's, like, what you only got, like, one TV. How many t- things can you plug into it or something, yeah, you know? Exactly. So it's... it's You kind of run into that bit of an issue. So I don't know. I think, as, as an overall, like, Nintendo has been in a spot where everybody's waiting for them to do something that will... Not necessarily change the market, but like sh- show them that they can be more than just, you know, rehashing Mario games and Zelda games. Yeah. I mean, they're good at that. Yeah. Still, still. Well, at this point, no know.
0: no one's going to think that Nintendo can catch up with the other sort of gaming platforms. I mean, I don't know if you consider PC as like a. Well, if, I guess Nintendo yeah. is not directly competing, competing with PC in a sense. But it's clear that they're not going to catch up with PlayStation, Xbox, and this generation. And they are clearly clearly going for a more niche strategy. They're going yep. after niche markets, but even that, I don't think they necessarily understand their niche market that well. Like they're not delivering on what the niche market wants, and that is like if you buy a Wii U, you're buying it for the first party titles. And I think I, from what we you know established, there isn't enough.
1: Exactly, they're not backing, and up they're that
0: trying up. to capitalize on nostalgia, but at the same time, they're it's sort of you, you, people are starting to see it as a money grab.
1: Yeah. And uh, one thing you've got to look at, like, running your company on nostalgia is not ideal because, you know what, like, sorry to say, but, like, eventually all the people who find it in nostalgia are going to die. You know? <laughs> or something's going to happen. People are just going like, to, they're going to, mm-hmm. like, not stop, they're going to stop playing it, you know? Like, how many, like, 10-year-olds are like, oh, I love Ocarina of Time,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: Sure, maybe they play, like, the remake or something, but, like, the original copies, you know? Like, I don't think many of them are playing that. You know, so it's like you're going to start to lose all that stuff on, you know, the Mega Mans and the Zeldas and the Marios or whatever from way back when, even though Mega Man's Capcom. Like, look at Capcom. Capcom's like doing a failure with that, but that's another thing. So it's like, you know, they're going to run out. It's a a diminishing market. It's not something that's growing and businesses should be aiming to grow, you Mm -hmm. know, expand their market. You don't just kind of sit here and go like, I'm okay here, you know. We should be able to last, like, 30 years at least right now. You know, there's the whole... Mm-hmm. In accounting and all that, they have the whole... The going concern. You have you have to be operating under the idea that a business is not planning to go out of business. They're planning to run indefinitely. Mm-hmm. You know? And right now, it's hard to see where Nintendo is going besides just kind of being yeah. the same. It's, well,
0: luckily for yeah. Nintendo, 3DS is doing pretty well. I mean, the 3DS is probably keeping the, what's keeping the company afloat at this point. Probably. And then... They have a lot of cash left over from all those Wii sales. Yeah, But they haven't. So they do have resources, but at this point, they uh, haven't been utilizing them particularly well. They right. haven't been sort of doing enough. They should be branching out, honestly. Like they should be going the way of like
1: Marvel and starting to do like movies or or some kind of like thing. <laughs> Mario. Movies. I don't really want to see a Mario movie because they've been so bad in the past. But it's like. Like, look at comics, man. It started with, like, Captain America and Iron Man and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you know, those were comics forever, and they kept doing reissues and new mod- things of the, of the same kind of thing, you know? And that, that was a niche market, but then they broke it out into the mainstream. Yeah. Everybody knows who Iron Man is. Everybody always wants to see the next Avengers movie, yeah. you know? There were TV shows that everybody yeah. watched. Whereas, you know... There's video games. Yeah, even, like, you know? before, like, no one knew who the Avengers was except, like, the comic book geeks. Exactly. So, it's like, you could easily do that kind of thing with the Nintendo stuff, yeah. but they're very protective of their IPs, and they should be. Yeah, you know? don't want to... You don't to want to ruin or... the character of yeah. Mario or Link or somebody.
0: I remember you know? they some There was a rumor that there was, like, a Net, Zelda Netflix series or something, and then yeah. everyone, like, lost their minds. But well, then now it ended up just being, like, a rumor. It would be awesome if they did it right, but it's like...
1: Nintendo has set their characters up in such a way that it's like, how would you even do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're very strong in believing in the silent protagonist... Yeah. So that people, you know, re- put themselves into the place of the character. You know, you play a Zelda game and you associate more with Link because he never says mm-hmm. anything, you know? Ver- versus, you know, you play uh, uh, Uncharted or Last of Us. Like, that's kind of more like you're observing the character. Yeah. It's a Less very narrative-driven driven Yeah. So it's adventure. like that kind of thing. How do you turn Link into a movie? Like, who's going to play Link? Well... What's he going to sound like? Yeah. It, you end up alienating, alienating some of your fan base, you know? Yeah. The same kind of things that happen every time, you know they go out and, like, now Captain America's part of Hydra, or, you know, Spider-Man's black now. Like, people get uptight about that because they think it's a betrayal of the character. Does it really matter? Well, probably not, but it's like, you know, you don't want to... You want to create a character that people will latch
0: onto, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like it's completely different. Well, there are advantages and disadvantages of the silent protagonist because... For, like, let's say... Because, you know, they're coming out with an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed is obviously, like, a very narrative-driven game, so... from the standpoint if you're a movie director and you produ- and you're making the movie there's a lot of uh, source material to draw from which makes your job easier but then all, it also limits you in a sense because you can't stray too far from the source material yeah but then from the if you're doing a silent protagonist you have more freedom to operate cuz like you said there isn't really like a like a path like you can use the characters and the setting but there isn't really a narrative like a blueprint for you to follow so you're you're given more freedom. So I think there's more potential for it to be good. Like, cause let's say with, like the Assassin's Creed movie, it's it comes down more to execution. Cause it's you know what the Assassin's Creed movie is. You know more or less the general story. Like he has to yeah. kill somebody. There's the animus. There's like the apples of Eden. Yeah. Well, and then well, that
1: all kind of stuff. HCO, blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blah,
0: but yeah. then for the and then like it all comes down to execution. Whereas I think if you're doing the silent protagonist, if you're doing a Mar a Nintendo property the vision of the film creator becomes a lot more important. Like, yeah. where are you going to take this character? You know, like, it, it's kind of weird, though, because, you know, Assassin's
1: Creed, to me, when they first said they were making it into a movie, it made total sense to me. Yeah. It was like, I could totally see this as a movie, you know? Especially after, like, Prince of Persia. Like, that was not really... I mean, people didn't really love the movie, but it wasn't a bad movie by any standards. In terms of, like, video game movies, that's probably, oh, like, yeah. one of the best ones. Well, I mean,
0: that, granted, the bar was not very high <laughs> for video game movies. <laughs> that's
1: true. But I didn't think Prince of Persia was very bad. You oh know? I thought it was a, a decent movie. I watched yeah. it a couple times. You know? So, like, mm. Assassin's Creed could easily do that, at least, or better. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's like it's not like there's poten- not potential for that. But, mm. like I said, it's, it's such a careful thing. Like, how are you going to do a Mario movie? Who the hell's going to be Mario? You know? They, they've kind of done it a little bit, like in Wreck It Ralph they've licensed out some characters. Bowser's in that and stuff. And they're very particular about how they want the custom the character represented. Yeah. You know? But so that's why I almost end up going like if they're gonna make like a Mario movie, it's probably gonna be animated. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna be person like life But in
0: terms of like branching out, so we're talking about branching out in terms of doing other types of media, but do you think in our lifetime we will see like Nintendo properties on like a different console? Like a non Nintendo console? Ooh. Like that's not mobile. Well, I mean, granted,
1: like you're talking about like
0: if they say like, oh, you can have the next Mario on PlayStation, PlayStation. Or, or even Xbox? PC. Like, do you think you'll ever see Smash Six, Seven on Steam? Like, is that like is that plausible in the role? I don't see that happening the way that Nintendo is right now
1: because they have their own console. So. If they were to start selling their their games onto other consoles, that's just uh, consoles. That's just console suicide. Like yeah. no one will ever buy the Nintendo mm-hmm. system yeah, for sure. if they can play it on the other systems. You know. That being yeah. said, if Nintendo was to stop making a main console and just be focused more on like they have a handheld uh-huh. and they do develop for other games, yeah, then. Sure, but, like, that's... We're talking, like, the company's gonna... That's a downsize for the company, Mm -hmm. you know? That would be Nintendo going from, you know, being a manufacturer and a producer and a developer to just becoming just a developer.
0: Well, I know the company was very... I don't want to say stubborn in a negative sense, but they were very adamant in their strategy, like, with, like, consoles, but that was when Iwata was there, and now he's gone. So I don't necessarily know how much Iwata had to do with them sort of being very adamant in this console strategy because you i mean handhelds aside i mean like the 3ds doesn't really have much competition besides mobile i mean like it the psv is P- PS like i mean yeah like eh. so i don't necessarily know if because i mean on the nx from what people are saying like, there's just where there's gonna be like a mobile thing that you can like plug into like it's gonna be like a plug yeah, and play kind of thing something weird yeah so that's already a departure from what Nintendo has done previously, now I don't know if they're but going they did to keep th- changing up their business strategy or not. As I was gonna say they did
1: have that in play when Iwata was there, mm-hmm. though. So I don't think it's like because they haven't. But if they ha- if, if changed.
0: sort of more and more hardware iteration that they release sort of fall to side side of the Wii U, do you think we can we can see Nintendo sort of giving up on hardware and saying you know it's not what we're good at? We're good at making games. We have a lot of IPs. Let's partner with I don't know whoever, um, likely PlayStation because they're really Japanese companies. I don't see a world where Nintendo partners with Microsoft. So mm-hmm. I mean, I mean if that ever happens, like PlayStation is they're going like, to destroy everybody. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. I think Nintendo. I don't. I don't really see it happening. At least not in the foreseeable future. When the people who have always mm-hmm. been, if they, especially if they stick to their values, because you know Nintendo started as a card company. Yeah. They weren't even a video game company. So they're always trying to branch out to like. New entertainment forms, Uh and I think that's what their main focus is. They're sure they're really good at making games, but it's like I still think they've always been Mm -hmm. focused on other things, whether it was like Pokemon cards or just regular cards Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. Or if they decide to go into movies or cartoons or something, like I think they're just always going to try and Mm -hmm. do that. And I think they're going to fervently try to protect their IPs like to the end of their life because that's really all they have now. Yeah, it's just we have Zelda and Mario, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you have? you know yeah even like microsoft and sony's they haven't created ips that are that relatable like there's not this, the same magnitude uncharted's huge halo's huge you know but like not nearly to the same point as zelda i
0: no, think I zelda's know. more name value i think in terms of you're talking about monetary selling copies i don't necessarily know uncharted probably sells more copies than you know yeah I mean, but i'm yeah, talking yeah, like no- i'm talking like
1: nostalgia yeah which we but yeah
0: we but we've agreed we that's a diminishing market right yeah so I think that, yeah, you it would be a downsize. But if they ever get to a point where they have to cut costs, then I think that would be the way they go. To sort of say, you know, consoles have not been... I mean, like, if they start losing money on multiple iterations of consoles, at, like if you're management of Nintendo, you have to start looking at it like, either we drastically change up our strategy, or we just say, like, we're done with hardware.
1: I think what you'd find they would do, though, is instead of actually just, like, stopping developing consoles, they'd probably be like, okay, we're not going to make, like, a main console anymore. We're just going to focus only on handhelds. I can see them doing that. They'd just make the 3DS only full... Like, their full-time focus. Mm -hmm. And, like, start bumping up that Maybe even, like, a
0: tablet kind of thing. Yeah. Because I think, like... Just the Wii U gamepad. The NX might be, like... uh, I just read sort of, like... This might be, like, a tablet hybrid kind of, like, thing. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't
1: know. Like that's what I think they if they were going to do anything, they'll just drop like their main line of systems, but they're not going to drop mm-hmm. making systems completely. Like if they, I mean, what are they going to do? Just ditch the 3DS like and then they're just going to like yeah. bump everything to the PS Vita. Like that would be that uh, would be a, the 3DS, a very I think big step back. That's true. Yeah,
0: the 3DS is doing well enough at the current point where it would make sense to make another one, but I don't know about home hardware, especially because now you're not now cuz now you got to think about it's not only um, PlayStation and Xbox, right? Like, Steam is very, making a very big push to get on people's, getting people's living rooms, right? Like, you have the Steam box, and you have, like, the streaming thing. Like, I'm pretty sure you can stream, I'm not sure how it works, but you think you can stream your, uh, games to, like, your, uh, television or something. Well, that's what you're seeing now, is, like,
1: consoles are basically starting to, they're finally, for, like, the first time, starting to, like, compete with PCs, you know? More or less, you know? Like, PCs have grown huge in the, their market share mm-hmm. you know yeah. everybody played league of legends now everybody's playing overwatch yeah you know those are pc only game well yeah no overwatch is, overwatch PC is on P-
0: no overwatch is on ps4 and xbox uh, okay
1: i'm wrong but i mean like those still a another, lot of it another, is dominated yet by, another, by PC. yet
0: another thing that nintendo doesn't have right yeah exactly so
1: you know but like but yeah. pc is starting to take a lot of things and even if you look at what playstation and xbox are becoming they're starting to become more like pcs you can stream right now from yeah. your console now they have, like, their online library and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is, like, mo- like online-based games, you know. You can do things, like, they basically have, like, their own kind of social network, sort of, almost, mm-hmm. you know. Like, they're becoming more like PCs as time goes on. So, I think you're going to start to see, like, almost a bit of a fusion of them, and it's going to be, like, people are going to be stopped talking as much about the three consoles, and they're going to start copying more about, like, the four consoles, because PC is going to be its own thing.
0: Uh, yeah. I think that's a, that's a topic for another day, whether or not we think Steambox or Steve in general, can legitimately sort of move into the living room. Yeah. That's a, that's a topic for a different day. Yeah,
1: I agree. Well, um, I think we've said a lot of stuff yeah. in like an it's hour. Been an, <laughs> yeah, it's been an hour-long show. <laughs> that's, a not, lot to, that's a lot to digest. We didn't play to talk for nearly that much. Yeah, it but just, it just sort of happened. We got but, carried away. Yeah.
0: So, thanks so much for listening to our first podcast, the first episode of our podcast. Yeah, whatever it is. So... Thing. Yeah, just let us know if you have any feedback, and um, thanks for listening. The next episode will be out soon, and uh, obviously, we're still learning. It's a learning process. So, yeah, thank you for sticking with us, and uh, that wraps up our first episode. Thank you. Bye.